Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Bite Side. I'm Seamus Byrne. This is a show about tech and games and digital culture and all those things. But this is a special edition, a limited edition, if you will. Uh, we are doing a special version this week because, I mean, A, on one hand, Nick wasn't here this week. That's why it's a weird different edition. But also because embargoes are dropping this week. We always kind of get this little phase when exciting new toys are around and we're allowed to play with them ahead of time. But then there's like a special time when we're all allowed to tell the world what we thought about it. And in this case, that is shiny new console action for a whole new generation of video games. And so joining me today is Alice Clark. Alice, how are you? I am so good. How are you doing? Really, really good. Um, so we have both been lucky enough to have our hands on Xbox Series X. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so this episode is going to be a chat about that. There'll be a part two episode coming soon after, which, you know, we can't say what that is about because the embargo for that won't have dropped when this episode goes out. But you can make your own guesses about that, I guess. Um, <laughs> but right now, this is about Xbox Series X. Um, Alice, you've had it for longer than me, so you get to start with... Where do you think this is taking the kind of land of Xbox and what are your vibes so far? I think this is taking the land of Xbox to a very similar place where the Xbox One X went, but just in a faster, more powerful, prettier, more comfortable space. Nice. It's basically what if the Xbox One X was much better, but still very familiar? <laughs> That's, yeah. that's what this is. This, they're not reinventing the wheel. They're not creating an all-new immersive gaming experience. They're just going, yeah, this could be better, and now it is. Yeah. And, look, I have to say that's something that it almost shocked me when I first switched it on, and, and I went, oh, it's, it's the same interface. It always felt like a letdown when you sort of go, yeah. oh, they didn't – they didn't reinvent the wheel just because they could, but at least that if they did, it would make me feel like, oh, it's it's new and I can tell it's new because my screen looks different. Like at least put a different background on. Like I was, it was nice that the background that I, the custom one I'd done for Xbox One came over, but like just a new one? Does it let me feel like it's new? Yeah. I mean, for me, it almost feels like, and you're right, I didn't have a One X in my house at all, so... Mm. So, you know, the sort of the jump from a 1S, which I kind of had to get at one point because my original Xbox One, you know, finally carked it or just the disk drive wouldn't work. So I kind of still had the spare. <laughs> well, here's my enforced uh, digital only model of the Xbox mm -hmm. One because <laughs> the disk just doesn't work. Um, but I got a 1S. But then so I never kind of got, I guess, that power upgrade where there were games that were optimized for the one x and in so many ways sort of seeing i totally agree with you that this feels like and looks like that um 
you know, it's like an iteration more than it is some kind of big jump into the future mm. that they, yeah, and they certainly always give us that sales pitch of that kind of jump attached to this sort of thing. But it's like, uh, congratulations, Microsoft, you've managed to put uh, pseudo PCs essentially under our television sets now and just sort of these slight upgrades that mean, yeah, it does cooler things and the games are going to look better if we've got the right sort of hardware to play it on and apart from that it's yeah it's kind of pc gaming in the living room but like what more do we want from console gaming it's kind of doing all like i don't want vr in my living room or anywhere really (laughs) i don't really want my console to start trying to do ar i don't think the technology is there yet nor is my appetite for it. Really, I just want to be able to play games immediately and have no loading times and just do what I want to do. And it does that. And it does that more comfortably because this controller is amazing. Yeah, and look, I think, oh, uh, and that's good. We will definitely have an argument about this controller. I'm excited to do that. okay. (laughs) But yeah, I think... uh, You're right on the money there, that as much as it feels like, yep, it's incremental and all that, I think, yeah, there's like... What else do we need from it? I think you're right. It it doesn't actually need to be more than the new kind of baseline in a sense. And that's kind of one of the things I've been thinking about with it is that feeling of going. So I've managed to play it on like two different 4K TVs. I've I've got my old five-year-old 4K TV mm-hmm. and, you know, it kind of doesn't really feel like that much better on that TV um, than the One S. But then I've put in the, you know, OLED CX series LG TV and and with then HDR10 and with kind of variable refresh rate and all those kinds of extra features attached. Then you start to sort of go, oh, okay, now it, it genuinely, like the TV has let the Series X hit its best, you know, in that way that you're like, well, if you don't have that, shiny new tv to go with it you aren't necessarily gonna get all those extra benefits out of it in a in any kind of visual sense but it means that as you kind of perform the rest of those upgrades in your house then this kind of generation of console is absolutely ready to keep up with hdmi 2.1 and all of those kinds of new features that that come along with it yeah absolutely uh, i just tested my series x on my probably also three or four-year-old LG OLED 4K TV and my two-year-old Samsung QLED 4K TV. Neither of them has HDMI 2.1, as I would assume most people's TVs don't. Uh, And because of Melbourne's lockdown, I couldn't borrow a fancy TV from anyone (laughs) to test it with. So I just had these ones. But I actually found that it was a huge leap from the One X, even on these older TVs. Uh, in terms of graphics. Uh, I've also, I don't, I'm not sure if you've got one, but I've got a Series S too. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't get the S as well. So yeah, I'd love your uh, vibes on that. So I can kind of tell the difference in the graphics when I go between the two of them. But if I play the Series S long enough, I forget what yeah. the Series X graphics look like. Do the Series X graphics look $250 better than the Series S? Unless you have a fancy brand new TV, I'm not so sure. Yeah, that's a good point. And like a disk drive is definitely worth a lot. 
but is it worth that much? I think that's kind of up to people. Yeah. But I'd love to, you, like, what's your sense of the difference between a Series S and like a One X? Is there, is like, because I haven't really kind of, and look, it's the kind of thing where I don't, you know, there's plenty of people who'll dig into like specs and kind of get into all that stuff mm. super hardcore. Whereas, yeah, I just like that idea of thinking, oh, like, what does it feel like? And in some ways, it's like, well, yeah, that kind of parallel is almost like if you're currently on a One X, but you don't, you know, necessarily want to get the Series X or, I mean, in my head, I feel like the Series S is going to be the perfect second room Xbox, you know, where it is that sort of spare room rather than the main room. Absolutely. The thing that makes the biggest difference for me between the One X and the Series S is quick resume. Being able to go back to your last four games has changed the way I play. And the reduced loading times now means that like before I was like, ooh, got to sit down and play my game for one full hour to make it worth all the loading times. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, well, I'm going to put the kettle on. Oh, it's a bit full. Yeah, I might just do one race in Forza and see how it goes. Yeah. Which then leads to a one-hour gaming session, but I don't have to <laughs> intend it to from the beginning. That like That is 100% it. We want to just, <laughs> like, yeah, once upon a time, kids, yeah, we used to be able to play on an old school console where you would just kind of go, I'm just jumping into a thing and it happens. And like, because there were no updates, there was no, (laughs) just Mm. it loaded. And then, right. I mean, there was even that phase when you would just kind of kick the console under the TV and leave it turned on for a while when you're like, I'm going to come back to that. So I don't want to turn it off, but at least that was, yeah, yeah, that was a version of quick quick resume. (laughs) PS2. It just would stay on for you. I still haven't finished that game. It's been probably 15 years now. Maybe I'll get there. Maybe 16 years. Yeah. Who knows? My horror story. I think it's still on. Yeah, my kind of horror story was actually I had, I was just about to finish um, my second playthrough of Diablo, like original Diablo on a different character, and um, someone broke into the share house that I lived in and stole my PC, and oh. and my biggest, as much as I was at uni and had assignments on it, I was like my save games. <laughs> Oh, I just had my Forza Horizon 4 save game screw up and I lost so much progress and I can't fix it and I can't just do the progress again. Like it just will not recognize that I've already driven down those roads and done those challenges. So, and, but the, like the map knows that I've done it, so I can't do it again, but my save progress doesn't know I've done it. Oh yeah. Okay. That's just weird. Yeah. It's just so depressing. Yeah. And that's that. Look, this is one of those tricky things in this window of the discussion as well, right? Because I also had some really weird glitches in Forza Horizon 4 with like just in the environment. Oh, I should say that glitch was like a month before I got the Series X. They just haven't fixed it. So oh. this is not a Series X problem. This okay. is just an Xbox problem. Oh. <laughs> right, Point yeah. to clarify. <laughs> no, it's a good point. Yeah. And, but that's it. I kind of was having all these weird visual glitches and. I thought maybe at first it was because I started in the Lego area, which is where I'd left off. Mm. And then so part of me was like, oh, maybe this is some just thing about the Lego zone I'd forgotten about. Um, (laughs) And then I went and unlocked uh, Fortune Island because I hadn't actually done that yet. 
And then through that whole intro phase, there were these amazing, like, um, almost like test patterns in the skybox that made me actually think, like, is this actually a vibe that they've gone with for <laughs> Fortune Island? And, like, there's a whole, is this an Assassin's Creed moment? And, like, you're not really in a real thing. And and then sl- slowly went, oh, no, no, it's just a super weird glitch. Um, that would have been a cool vibe. But, you know, this is the problem yeah. with testing stuff before release. I'm yeah. testing another game that is still on embargo that I really hope becomes less broken before embargo lifts. Yeah. It's that kind of deal. And because it's it. It's like you, you have to sort of acknowledge it on some level while knowing that it's like this might be solved by the time it comes out, but also if you don't say something out loud about it, it's like, well, then if it's still broken when things come out, then people rightly get to get upset at you for ignoring some glaring Mm. error that you should have probably mentioned, but you were trying to optimistically assume it was going to be okay. So part of me is like this is going to get sorted out in the next 10 days. Um but I've also said it out loud now, so it's like if it's not, then they really this is very obviously a problem and they really need to do something about it. <laughs> yeah, they really do. Though okay. it does look really cool in the Lego world. Like when my dinosaur yeah. turned bright pink, I was like, yes, this is what I am here for. <laughs> and that, It's a good point as well, actually, when you talk about new color spaces and HDRs and all that stuff, that there are some of those elements that you do sort of go, okay, yeah, this looks cooler than it used to look. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, okay, let's have this controller argument because yeah, exactly. I need to know what you're thinking. Why? What is? What's what's wrong? I feel when I got it in my hands, I thought it feels lighter, and in a plasticky kind of weird way. I felt I know that there's kind of the, there's the grippiness on the controller, um, like, and I like that idea that they've got this. Um, texture that sort of is a new kind of texture vibe underneath it but i really kind of felt like the controller it just it kind of felt like a cheaper version of the last controller in a way that i felt like it made me start to think am i being encouraged to go and buy the elite controller because this kind of feels different in a bad way okay i am so wait what controller were you coming from this is just a 1S controller or like any of the normal 1 series controllers. Okay, I hated the 1S controller. The <laughs> 1S controller was smaller than the original 1 controller. Yeah. And the weighting was all in the middle and not in the arms or whatever you call the little bits that yeah. you hold on to. I'm yep. going to go with arms. Yeah. Um, and I hated that controller so vehemently. And in comparison, love the series controller because I do like the grippy bits and I like the heavier arms. I actually feel like it feels a similar weight to my Elite Series 2 controller. Yeah, right. It's lighter. So I've never had an Elite Series controller. So there's definitely okay. that element there. But um, there is, you know, there's probably something about that that 
that the familiarity of the centering of the weight and then if it's kind of shifted out in the arms where my hands are really firmly holding it, there's probably mm-hmm. that element of that's why it feels lighter for some weird sense. Um, but also I felt like the that um, spine's not the right word, that's sort of the <laughs> join line around the edge kind of it felt a little bit more prominent to me in a weird way. I did not have that, and your hands are strange. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. I, well, my hands are strange. Look, I at least appreciate having some kind of split decision. On, so Way too often, I feel like I just end up in an agree fest with people. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen out there, if you have a feeling of um, not being sure, uh, well, look, you might love it, you might hate it, and we don't even know. What we well, I know what I like. Alice knows know what, what she I likes. Like. <laughs> I think the other thing that gets me about this control is I have quite large hands. Right. I don't know how to size a hand, but I can palm a one kilo discus. Not sure if okay. that's a universal measure, but <laughs> yeah. everybody whereas, has access to a discus. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas my wife has really tiny hands, like laughably small, ador- beautifully, adorably <laughs> small. And this is the first controller that has really fit both her hands and my hands. Yeah, right. With the same amount of comfort. Because she hates all the elite controllers that she just says they're too big, can't reach properly. Whereas this one, she's like, yeah, like I'm tempted to actually buy her one. But it is also important to note that all of your accessories, aside from the Kinect, from the Xbox One and even I think 360 era, are compatible with the Xbox Series consoles. So if you have, say, an adaptive controller, you can just bring that over yeah. or a controller that you really like. I haven't tested this yet. I really should. If it goes back to 360, does that mean a Guitar Hero guitar will actually sync <gasps> to the Series X? Oh, my God. Because oh I want to be able to go back there. If I can. I want to go back there so much. Okay, I am legally allowed to go visit my father in a week's time because he lives in regional Victoria, right. which is where all of my old Guitar Hero stuff is. I am testing this. Yeah, I've got one in the cupboard actually, so I will do that before this goes out and and before the published review goes up tomorrow uh, whenever, you know, when you're listening to this, you'll be able to read whether or not <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can sync I this thing up. To... Wait, that would mean as well... That the MIDI, possibly the MIDI um, yeah, converters, adapter. yeah. adapters from the old Guitar Hero stuff and Rock Band stuff would work with this, which means I could plug in my actual kit. electronic drum kit. Oh, there are some options now. Yeah, I hope so. Look, you know, this is wild speculation live <laughs> here, but I am. It just because I hadn't thought about that. I thought I like I and I love how much backwards compatibility Xbox is aiming for here. I love the differentiation that we're seeing between the PlayStation route that they're going with, with just saying it's you know all out exciting future stuff, you know, and mm. we're less worried about compatibility. Um, whereas Xbox is really trying to sell that idea of all of your Xbox life so far is going to be supported in this kind of. The, you know, on the road ahead. Um, and, you know, I've talked a lot about the whole idea that they're, you know, focusing on the, the subscription model and really trying to convert us mm. all into people who are just, you know, Game Pass subscribers so that eventually the console won't even matter anymore because they'll have, you know, an Xbox app on a TV or through your phone or whatever. And it's just like Xbox everywhere 
and it doesn't even matter if you own a console or not, as long as they can get their 15 bucks a month out of you. Good old xCloud. Yeah, but that I like those kinds of quirky little things of going, is that going to support weird peripheral X mm. from two generations ago? I am so down for that. That's really cool. Yeah, that's going to be good. Also, I really like Game Pass. Like Game Pass is one of the reasons why I... I really hope my cousins aren't listening to this, but why I'm going to give my cousins my old Xbox for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. It's because they're a family of five. They all have very different tastes. If they each want to get a game for them each month, that's going to cost like a, like 500 bucks each. Whereas yeah. one Game Pass subscription will halo out to the whole family and everyone can play 15 bucks a month and suddenly it is so much more attainable. Yeah, halo. And that's what the what Series S is for. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Final, final thoughts for uh, for this little slice of uh, well, we discussion. do kind of should people be getting a Series X slash S soon? No, not really. Yeah, like all the games that are coming out for at least the next year will be compatible with the Xbox One. You should be in no rush unless the idea of reduced loading times make you very happy. Uh, I think it is also important to note that while save games and everything will go across generations, if you put an Xbox 360 disc in your Xbox Series X, the save does not come across automatically unless you upload the save from your 360. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, I discovered that when I tried to play the original Forza Horizon. But now I think I'm just going to go back to the beginning. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember going through that process on my 360 was kind of sitting there and ticking things over to get them uploaded to make sure that all the things would be accessible. Um, but, yeah, I totally agree that I think, and right, it's almost like the curse of what is so good about Xbox's strategy right now is that that through this kind of launch window and well into next year, there's that just feeling that, you know, like there's no specific reason to have the newest hardware Um and of course, that sort of they'll turn that corner and there'll be things that are only on this or as developers start to take advantage of the new processing mm. potential, we'll start to see things that are vastly better on this platform. But out of the gate, you sort of think, yeah, that this end of year window, it's like it's it's cool. Welcome to the next generation. But I don't feel like anybody needs to own one. It doesn't help that all the good exclusives aren't coming out until next year. Yeah. Like there's... There's nothing here, which is fine. But yeah. like, as I said, all your old games do play better and faster with less loading times. And it's already sold out till Christmas anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Like, don't, yeah, if you missed out, don't feel bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably like it'll be big, fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you want this. It's the best Xbox ever. But you don't need this if you still have an Xbox that works. And, like, you can't, don't, like, if you have an original Xbox and you're making a sandwich every time you want to open a game, maybe consider now's the time to upgrade. But aside <laughs> yeah. from that. Yeah. Awesome. Alice, thank you for this. We'll be back with a part two. Within 24 hours of you hearing <laughs> this thing, um, who knows? Or Look, actually, that might be completely wrong because I haven't even checked the times. Um, so <laughs> I think it is about 24 hours. Soon, soon you will hear more. But until then, we will catch you soon. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.